Welcome to Sports, Clicks, and Politics with your hosts, Ben Husong and me, Sean Hannon. Welcome to episode 133. There we are of Sports, Clicks, and Politics. I am Sean Hannon, joined as always by the charming and wonderful, classy Ben Hughesong. Uh, you know, I lost handsome, but I got classy. I think it's a fair trade. Yeah, they're the we'll same thing it. almost. <laughs> it's an execution of your handsomeness. It's classy. Ah, so I'll take it. Wow. All right. How was your weekend? Exhausting. Exhausting? Yes. That doesn't sound like you. I know. Um, I mean, I know some of your week... I don't know if you're considering this part of your weekend was a uh, drive there for the business. I know uh, yeah. that happened. Um, I don't know. Tell us about it. What was exhausting other than the part that I know about? Or yeah. is that the exhausting part? I mean, that part started us off. But yeah. it was We left Thursday morning out of Buffalo. Uh, my wife and I drove to Evans, Georgia, right next to Augusta National Golf Club, by the oh, way. Cool. Which is in a very, like... I think Augusta National may be a remnant of the end of the last ice age. Go ahead. I'm not asking you to follow up on that. I'm just throwing that out there as a, a sidebar. But Love go where ahead. your head's at with that. Yeah. It's very the the nature, the, the hilly nature the of Augusta. Yes, is uh, indicative of massive uh, amounts of impact slash water stuff anyway it's, so you're saying it's the younger dryas led to augusta national i think so i mean see it wasn't all bad no uh beautiful golf course i didn't i wasn't able to get on obviously because i'm not rich or connected um but we drove there and then we picked up a trailer drove back left georgia at about noon friday got in about three o'clock in the morning um i did all the driving <laughs> I do all the driving. I understand. No, we usually split it up oh, a little okay. bit, but it was. She, my wife was like, "I don't know about driving with a trailer. I, I'm not sure." I totally, I said, right, totally get that. For I sure. understand. I I got it. So we drove back and then got up Saturday morning for the opening day of Camilla's baseball and softball. So we did that, and I was the MC of the event, which didn't involve much. Well, you're welcome. I gave you all this practice. I'm telling you, like 130 all, episodes. Like it's you like must have been like a, just a natural at this point. Honestly, it's because their PA system wasn't very good, and they figured I was loud enough to make gotcha. up for it. Well, they were right; I could do I mean, it. Everybody has a skill. That's it. Uh, so we did that, and then I coached a softball game. Then I spent the rest of the day getting the trailer set up, like finished setting up. It came with electric and plumbing, shelves and AC. But we had to get some freezers put in there. We had to drill through, put tie downs everywhere, uh, reinforce a few things, and there was a wiring problem. So we finally finished all that up. I had a beer and a cigar with my next door neighbor at a fire, went to bed. I uh, was at a goat fest party for the mountain goat race in Syracuse, trailer in tow. Yeah. Uh, first thing Sunday morning, dropped that off with my wife, took my son to baseball practice, coach baseball, then came back. Then we had a couple of kids who couldn't make their shift at the ice cream shop, like fully legitimate reasons. And so then I left the mountain goat party where I was then relieving my wife and she had left. So I was selling ice cream there, went over to the ice cream shop and worked. And it was one of our busiest days imaginable with only, we had, a, we had an employee literally throw up at the shop. Like she went into the bathroom because it was like, just all right, today's, today's that day. So we got there. It was uh, three of the kids, Kristen and myself working for the entire evening shift at the shop. And it was, it was slammed. And it was just a, we got home last night, probably about 11 o'clock. Like, 
I don't think we're doing anything tomorrow. Like I'm sleeping <laughs> in. I'm not moving. I got nothing left to give. Well, Cinco so, de Mayo, it's your fault. Even by my standards or our standards that we live our life, th- this one was a little bit crazy. Ice cream tacos will do that to you. I mean, ice cream nachos. We, we, yeah, we ran out nachos. of nachos. That like We <laughs> overbought, and we still ran out of nachos. I read some uh, some stuff on the uh, social medias today about how uh, some uh, people helped you guys out. Yeah, but these two random customers. We didn't even know them. They came in like, we really want a Reese's piece. And I'm so sorry. We just ran out of Reese's pieces. They're like, we'll be right back. They went to Walmart. Like, here, you guys can have them. They were awesome. awesome. They were wonderful people. Very cool. Thank you to whoever you were. Yeah, on the cool. off chance you're also a listener to Sports Clicks and Politics. <laughs> yes, they are. Obviously. Well, I just hosted a EDM party, so, you know, it's way different than what you did. <laughs> that was you my Cinco de Mayo. Dork. That was my Cinco de Mayo. How was the EDM party? Um, a lot of lights. EDM well, is electric dance music, That's right? correct. Okay. I don't know if they necessarily called that. I'm, I'm using that. They called it electric music festival. I mean, it's the same thing. And there was dancing, right? I mean, there was dancing, but it was more like there was vendors. Um, But there was DJs at both ends of the the two different DJs simultaneously. Well, I guess they were rotating, so I think maybe four. Nice. Um, But there was two stages, one outside, one indoor, and then they were dancing in front of both stages, yes. So, but it was interesting. Not bad. Yeah. They were drinkers. That was good. That's good for you. Yeah, that's the only reason why we open. (laughs) Open, fingers crossed that they're drinkers. (laughs) All right. Well, enough of our personal lives yes, here for the show. Yes, let's get but, on with it. Uh, before we move into uh, the show here, I would not be doing my uh, hosting duties if I didn't ask for everybody to like the video, share the video, subscribe to the channel. And if you're listening to us on the podcast, uh, next time you pull over, please leave us a five-star rate and review. Uh, I don't know. Throw Throw some comments at us, too. All that good stuff. For sure. Yeah. So, all right. I don't really have much sports to talk about. Other, I know you touched on some uh, local softball briefly there. So, I mean, I guess we checked the box if we needed to be to talk about sports, but I don't have anything. You have anything to talk about sports? I'd... Joe Girard committed to Clemson for next season, apparently. And did you see that Aaron Rodgers uh, is officially a Jet? I don't think we ever talked about that. Last time we talked about it, we talked about it thinking it was basically imminent, and then it didn't happen until like, like, two weeks ago. I still can't believe he's a Jet. I can't believe he's It's going to be fun, I think. I think so, too. I mean, in New York, the media is, you know, they, they got rid of Kyrie. Now they got Aaron Rodgers. I know. They just get to transfer all of that hate right to Aaron Rodgers. That'll be fun to watch. Yeah. The press conferences should be good. I agree. But no sports. Oh. We do have uh, an update of bank collapsing. <laughs> if there's like a, like a top 25 at risk of bank collapsing, we could have made that a sport. Uh, that would have been a fun game to play. Yeah, to I've make. heard a lot of, I mean, at this point, I think every, there's a, even, if you're, a bank that's collapsing, you're leaking that every other bank is collapsing somehow just to trying to throw countermeasures at you because I mean, it seems as there, yeah, there seems to be a, uh, the contagion is not uh, contained at this point. So no, it's um, we didn't really talk, and this actually happened before last show, but we didn't talk about First Republic collapsing. So I yep. don't know if you, that actually happened before last Monday. Um, and we didn't touch on it because we just didn't really have, uh, we had talked about it and that was in the, uh, a possibility uh, of one of the next banks to go anyway. Maybe you haven't even called that, but um, we have new banks in the news uh, to go along with First Republic. Pa- Pac West, sure, yeah, they their stock dropped to like I don't know, like a couple bucks, maybe a five dollar, six dollar, something like that. Last time I saw, but anyway, so uh, <clears throat> not over. No, uh, I don't know. Do you have any hot bank collapse takes? Uh, 
or uh, would you like to make some uh, predictions? In the immortal words of Happy Gilmore, we've only just begun. Yeah, so I have the, uh, I pulled up a Forbes article here, another bank on the brink. PacWest stock crashes 53% as it reportedly weighs sale. So uh, just to clean up the First Republic thing, they got bought by uh, none other than J.P. Morgan. Weird. The bigger, the big keep on getting bigger. Yeah, this is like too big to fail on, um, but but not, it's under a different name. How's that? It's, no, it's the same name. It's the big banks are getting special permissions and allowances from the government to buy up the regional banks and smaller banks under the guise of public interest, of course. Who do you think are, uh, the PacWest is uh, located in Beverly Hills. How do you think their clientele is? Poor. <laughs> Dirt farmers. Maybe sharecroppers. So I'm going to bring this back up. We brought we talked about this uh, during the, I don't know, one of the other banks collapsed that uh, I think it was the Silicon Valley one where all these people, these depositors are like, oh, the depositors, you can't, you know, it's not their fault that the bank is saying, I'm like, yeah, but they all benefited from the risky investments by getting higher interest rates paid off to them. So like they should get a haircut somewhere. Like it's, it's not like a, if you, especially if, I mean, I'm not this guy, but if there were people out there who were like, I'm not putting my money in freaking this bank, they look at they, how they invest. I'm going to go put it in this other bank here because they make f- more sound investments. Like, it shouldn't be on these people's, jo- you know, backs to bail out these other people. Like, they should get a haircut. Like, they they put it in, like, whether or not, they didn't even know. Obviously, I'm guessing most of these people are literally illiterate to all this stuff. But that doesn't make it any less... So, right? Like, so they, they benefited from these high interest rates. They are now think, getting backed up by the government, I guess. Listen, I'll disagree with you on that. I don't think anybody's been benefiting from high interest rates from banks. The <laughs> banks are benefiting from the high interest rates and then not paying their customers anything. And they didn't, they didn't increase the savings ratings for anything for customers, not to any meaningful extent. They, you certainly tell me in your savings account, have you seen the fastest increase in interest rate in the history of the country? Well, no, I'm in a credit union, but the... Uh, Same thing, though. It's like, yeah, the, it all comes off the Fed. So it's, it's, the, the problem is, look, these are the rules, and now you change the rules when the time comes. Now, for the average person... I'll consider myself average in this regard. We don't have over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in any one bank account. So if, if you're like some, Giannis, uh, yeah, like Giannis, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, <laughs> it's just the. It's not about should you allow the bank to fail or not to fail. It's asking the wrong question. It's there is no question. The bank failed. Now you're asking people to come and swoop in and buy it. And my my take on this all along has been. I mean, you could do it, but it's only going to exacerbate problems and make things worse. It's You're leading people to believe they should have this sense of security that they shouldn't have. I, this is my biggest gripe with the government in its current state of they act as if they're going to take care of everything, but they're terrible at everything. And people keep trusting them and putting faith in them, and then it screws up. And people are like, well, what were we supposed to do? Like, I don't know. Stop trusting the government. Like, they, they don't, they're not there for you. They're not going to be able to save the day. So if you're going to bail out every bank, you're going to end up with the largest four banks having all of the power and 80% of the money in the country. I mean, we have six media companies now, so why can't we just have six banks? And isn't that working That's well working for out great. everyone? <laughs> right. Like, it's the same idea. As you're watching it. It's the same way of the primrose path of all these little compromises are easy to make, and you're, you always think you're doing it for the greater good, but... The road to hell is paved with good intentions. You're you're walking down a path. Here's the reality. 
bad, like it or not, there needs to be consequences for actions. So bad actions, bad decisions need to come with negative consequences. Otherwise, you don't have capitalism and you don't have a logical system. You have chaos. It's just a matter of when it hits. So, well, so in the Fed, like I said, the Federal Reserve raised rate by a quarter point, right? Again. So the I've heard people analyze the basically the uh the I don't know what they actually call it there, I forgot. Whatever the uh the text version of the announcement after the fact, like there's usually a blurb put sure. out by the uh the Fed. Um and the omission of a line uh in that from the previous couple months uh make it seem to most people that there might be a pause in the in interest rate raising after this uh quarter raise i who knows at sure. this point obviously we'll have to wait another month uh, unless they do some you know unless there is a, a crazy bank run and they have to uh, declare some emergency uh meeting or whatever so um again if the banks weren't doing good weren't weren't being able to uh you know service their debt if you will less a quarter point less a month ago, then I'm guessing they're having a more difficult time doing it this month with a quarter percent uh, increase. So as you pointed out, I think it is just the beginning. Who knows? I mean, I, you know, I've, I've heard some local banks, uh, Pathfinder and NBT specifically that are kind of regional banks here that seem to be in the, and not just them by any means, but uh, you know, a, a healthy number of banks, uh, regional banks specifically that were exposed to this commercial real estate impact that you know who knows when that's going to actually unravel and if it does you know what what happens but who knows like i said i've heard almost every single bank i've basically heard as rumored to go down so like the whole industry is clearly it's not uh settled in yet at this point so who knows uh i, mean, I don't know maybe you do but no i mean uh, i don't i don't know. know what happens next but i feel like this is not the end i don't know I, I, listen i think uh, i am a i'm a simple guy at the end of the day and i think Bad actions need to be met with negative consequences in order for anything to be rectified. And the idea of having, if you have so much money in accounts that you only get $250,000 insured, it's not that you lose the rest of it. We have to be very clear about that. It's when the bank sells in a normal process to other banks or another single other bank for not full value, you get reimbursed based upon that. It's like prorated. Right. If they if they get 80%, you're probably going to get about 80% of what you had. So it's not like you're losing all of your money. It's not it's not that way. We're not talking about um it's a wonderful life scenario here. It's it's different today. Now, all that being said, I think when you have this perfect storm coming for banks, which is that you've had a zero interest rate policy for so long, which if you have zero interest on your safe money that leads it incentivizes the people in charge of some of these banks to go out and take more risk in order to get more return. It also, at the same time, we had COVID hit, that shut everything down, and we had the, the Zoom class evolved. And now people realize we don't need that much commercial real estate. Now, a lot of local banks, most of their money, a lot of their money, I don't know how much exactly, is generated from commercial businesses and owning commercial properties, lease or not owning them, but writing the mortgages on commercial properties. Well, now you got a problem because the properties aren't going to be worth as much if they have less people downtown, less office space downtown, less ancillary businesses downtown. Now, if you got to rewrite that debt, if you're a commercial business owner or commercial real estate owner, and you can no longer get rent near what you did and you try to um, 
rework the terms of your loan, you can't do it because the property is arguably not worth as much. And if they do say it's worth as much, your your monthly payment on a mortgage is no longer $2,000. It's five just because of the higher interest rates. So what do yeah, you do? There's no way out. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how this is going to end. I just feel like all of this stuff happening in succession is, it's like a perfect storm brewing, and I don't fully yeah. understand all the different moving parts. It's just, man, that's a tinderbox, that's gasoline, that's I, a fire, that's a strong wind. Like, whoa. You know, maybe back to the, you know, it is the, when you dance with the devil, you get burned sometimes. But these banks were kind of, I say forced, uh, incentivized to buy a bunch of stuff at this low interest rate because the government told them this is what you can and cannot buy. And that was at a different time. And the interest rate is uh, significantly higher now. And like I said, these banks, I actually saw something that, you know, something, something else shared on zero hedge this morning, something about the fact that um, these banks had never even been tested with higher interest rates. Like they just been tested it. You know, it's, it's, it's uh, a, <laughs> don't look under, don't look under there. You might find what you, you don't want to find, I guess, but. Nope, nope, you don't. We're gonna we'll, we'll play this out as uh or follow this as it plays out, I guess. But let's move on to maybe my new favorite topic is the Tucker Carlson uh, landing spot. But <laughs> since we last talked, there's been a series of uh, video leaks. I'm guessing in an attempt to smear Tucker Carlson, they seem to have been doing the exact opposite and basically making him seem even more likable and amicable and. I don't really care how many F-bombs he drops when he's off the air. And, like, it's literally, it's great. I have a couple of the videos loaded up so we can get into that uh, in general. But um, so it's so funny. Yeah. He keeps coming. I never liked listen, Tucker Carlson. Right, just, now I do. Yeah, let's just play this. So, listen, I've been, I never watched him on Fox News because I don't have cable. So, I would watch some of these, I guess I'm going to call them pirated videos on YouTube of his uh, shows. Like, sure. kind of, like, edited. And then you could see, you know, they basically... You know, got like about 90% of the show anyway, but this might be my favorite one. And there's other ones, but this is my, my favorite one. And um, it basically, in the, it's him clearly talking with somebody else within Fox, maybe uh, high-level producers or whatnot. Um, and he's basically just trashing Fox Nation, which is their online service. Did you see this one? No. No, oh, this is one of the best ones. So let me see if I can get all this set up so we can play it here. Bear with me if I uh, screw it up, but I think we're going to be good. I, I don't want to be a slave to Fox, to Fox Nation, Nation, which I don't think other people watch anyway. Um, we're going to, uh, because I, 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 you know, I'm like a representative of the American media now. Speaking to an exile in Romania and welcoming him back into the brotherhood of journalists. Yeah, it would help us out if you wore a sweater, though, because we asked him not to wear a suit. Like, he was panicking about it, so you don't have to. Tucker's going to be looking uh, casual. That's just how our show looks. Is that okay? I, I, I mean, this is airing on the nighttime show, and I want it to look official. I don't want it to be like bro talk. And I, and I, you know what I mean? Yeah, but the majority of it, like if we go like 45 minutes, it's going to be for Fox Nation. But nobody's going to watch it on Fox Nation. Nobody watches Fox Nation because the site sucks. So I'd really like to just put the dump the whole thing on YouTube. Um, but anyway, that's just my view. Um, uh, I'm just frustrated with the, in, it, it's hard to use that site. I don't know why they're not 
fixing it. It's driving me insane. And they're like making like lifetime movies, but they don't they don't work on the infrastructure of the site. Like what? It's crazy. And it drives me crazy because it's like we're doing all this extra work and no one can find it. It's unbelievable, actually. I don't know who runs that site. We're going to play a sizable chunk on the show tomorrow night. That's the plan. And then what it's going to do is drive a lot of people to watch this on Fox Nation. It's going to be a great help to what we're doing over there on TV today. I know, but we're doing our part. We're like working like animals to produce all this content and the people in charge of it, whoever that guy's, whatever his name is, like they're ignoring the fact that the site doesn't work. And it, it's, I think it's like a betrayal of our efforts. That's how I feel. So I, of course, I resent it. I, I don't want to be a slave to Fox Nation, which I don't think that would be why. All right. So that was my, that's my favorite of the clips. There's others. Where's the lie? Right. I mean, he's literally just trashing. I mean, and I'll get to the, the you know, why, where, are, where these leaks are coming from or why they're coming out. But there's nothing in that leak that you're like, well, that, that proves what a diva. Yeah, what a, like, no, no wonder they canned him. You know, I mean, listen, I guess no wonder they canned him. He's trashing their, their own company. But there's nothing in there that's like some, like, scandalous anything. There's nothing in there. It's comedy gold it's literally awesome right so like i don't know whoever leaked this thank you but right. did not achieve what i think that that person was trying to achieve and there's other ones here and like i said um some of these uh have a bunch of f-bombs in here and whatnot and he does like the f word. yeah I, which you know so I'm do i and, yeah i and, can't and, argue with <laughs> um but i think those if anything, if I was going to try to be like, okay, this is why they released him, it shows that he's maybe difficult to work for or has very uh, has the ability to not care about who's in charge and who is the boss and uh, some hierarchy within whatever. Like, clearly does not care about going after people who he has no respect for in his own. I mean, he's bashed, you know, literally on air talent there too. I mean, he's notoriously you know, does not like Sean Hannity. Like there's a bunch of things that I find. Who does? You could, right. I'm just saying, but you could point to that being like, look, this is what you'd be hiring if you're Newsmax or Rumble or whoever. But um, so if there's any negative to be taken uh, against Tucker from any of these videos so far as other than he likes to curse, which, you know, whatever, that's on you um, if you're offended or not. But the idea that like this would only make him look less likable to a prospective employer right so like there's he'd be a he'd be difficult to handle if you will as a if you were taking on tucker like oh you don't want to do this look how problem he's a problem child but listen i think it's comedy gold so i think it's funny but i don't think that's what they're doing i think they're trying to i i think that the people at the top like the elites of the elites and i'll go with especially on on the left completely misunderstand and mischaracterize the majority of people on the right. Like they assume the entire right is comprised of a bunch of Bible thumping Jesus freaks that are offended by the slightest bit of foul language. Or if you dare trash the venerable Fox news that they will turn on you immediately because it's like their second coming of Jesus is Fox news. And listen, is that true for some? Yeah, but not the majority. Most people aren't aren't, like, don't fit into that. And and they keep, I watched it with Trump all the time when they kept trying to point out that like, oh, the four-time divorced heathen and all the Christians on the right are like, yeah, we know. 
And I was like, hey, that's kind of funny. You guys are taking swings because you're 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 arguing to the stereotype of these people right. that you believe instead yeah. of what they actually believe. And it's a I think the same thing is happening here. Like, oh, you think Tucker Carlson's such a nice guy? He drops the F bomb five times in forty seconds. Take that. And meanwhile, the people that are Tucker Carlson fans, I would imagine, are like, and that's it? But that's what I mean. I think it's their attempt at diminishing his star power, his his following by making people think like when they did with Bill uh, Bill O'Reilly. Now I, I don't really know what happened with Bill O'Reilly. I'm going to be honest with you. I think Other that than, was the aftermath of the Roger Ailes. Uh, he was accused of sexual harassment. Right, yeah. I don't know if it was like legitimate or not. I have no idea. I feel like that was all. No, I, yeah, I'm not sure if it was actually happened but i feel like that was the reason why he was pushed out correct and then they came out afterwards and it was if you liked bill o'reilly with the no spin zone with all this no nonsense this is what we'll, it, we'll do it live and then if I, and then you find out this dude's over here like doing all that that diminishes your opinion of him and you're less likely to follow if it's true sure this i think they're trying to play the same playbook but they don't know how to hit the audience they're trying to hit they literally are playing to the stereotype of the audience instead of the audience itself. And everybody can immediately, when I say this, of like, look, the right is not filled with uber-Christian people that are thumping Bibles and, and want to, like, get overly um, offended when you take the Lord's name in vain. And I know every person listening is going to immediately think of, like, one to four people that that does fit. And you're right. I'm not telling you they don't exist. It's just not the majority. Yep. The majority of people, even if they are Christian, aren't offended if you say the F word. The majority of people aren't upset with you if you do, if you trash Fox News for something like their website sucks. They probably agree because they've probably tried to use it. I've never tried to use it, so I have no Damn idea right. if it's Me good neither. or bad. But that's where I think they're going is they're just trying to make him look bad to what they think is his core following. But they have no idea who these people actually are. And so let me get to this Axios article here. So um, they have it broken down at a bunch of different things, but, and they have this sub, subtitled The Intrigue. So Axios has learned Carlson is busy plotting a media empire of his own, but he needs Fox to let him out of his contract, which expires in January of 2025 after the presidential election. He's like, we're told Carlson has been contacted by outlets, including right-wing Rumble and Newsmax, that offered to pay him more than his Fox contract. I'm not sure Rumble is right-wing. Right-wing Rumble? I could see Newsmax. Get uh, it. Newsmax Rumble, is right-wing. Yeah, but I mean, Rumble's like a free Russell Brand and Kim Iverson yeah. and Glenn Greenwald and not, not right-wing. Oh, yeah, um, nice. But anyway, so this is Axios, whatever. Um, but I think... Something that I posted a, a little while back on my Twitter or on my Facebook page was a, a like a in a unofficial uh, unscientific poll of where do you think Tucker is going to end up kind of thing. And one of the options that I included was Twitter and nobody picked Twitter. But Axios has learned that Carlson and Elon Musk had a conversation about working together but didn't discuss specifics. I saw a couple of these uh, articles written that uh, uh, Tucker and Elon and not for anybody who uh, hasn't forgotten, I think Tucker's last interview was with Elon. It was like two or three days before the firing. He had a full-length interview with with Elon. So they clearly know each other right. uh, and have had recent conversations. And I'm guessing Tucker's well aware that Elon could write the biggest check uh, for whatever. And so I've always kept Twitter in the back of my mind as like, man, it would be crazy if they were just going to start building a Twitter news around Tucker and go from there. Um who knows where this all ends up, but clearly this is, I think is the rub and what we were talking about, you know, does Fox have some kind of controlling 
of of Tucker at this point because of co- contract. I mean, clearly they're fired. Like, I, you know, I, I can't imagine Tucker was like, all right, fine, I'll just go sit on the sideline for whatever months until you decide to let me out of the contract. Right. So, uh, and we know he's hired a lawyer um, to basically the same one that Megan Kelly and Don Lemon, I believe, had. Yep. So, I don't know. Do you have any hot takes of where Tucker's going to end up? Or uh, I mean, other listen, I'm still rooting for Rumble for our own self-serving sure. interest. Um, but the Twitter thing seems like a real wild card. Yeah, I mean, it would be incredible. I don't think Twitter will happen, at least not as like a Twitter news. I think if Twitter wanted to start a like podcast content section, not apolitical, then you could bring in Tucker and just have him build his own thing and broadcast it on Twitter. That I could see happening, but I don't think, I think Twitter, or excuse me, I think um, Tucker is too polarizing to have, to build your, if you want to be Twitter and taken seriously, you can't build your entire news organization around him. And they just grab Don Lemon too, and they just start. That would be amazing, but you know Don Lemon. I mean, listen, I don't think he carries the same kind of gravitas as Tucker does. It's not that he doesn't carry the same gravitas. It's, he's he's not as smart as Tucker Carlson. I I totally get that. Tucker Carlson will embarrass him. in a, uh. In a world of perception, acquiring the rights, if you will, to Tucker and Don Lemon simultaneously, you couldn't say it's a right-wing anything. Like, you could have effing Don Lemon. He's not right-wing anything, right? So, Maybe bring in Brian Seltzer. Let it be a two-on-one. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, I, listen, again, you know, I don't know. It, it's hard for me to believe that Don Lemon has, like, some kind of avid following that's going to follow him someplace and be like, oh, look, we got to go follow Don Lemon. That's, where we, that's the most trusted source of news kind of thing. Which I do think there is in Tucker, right? Like there is that, there's a faction yes. of people who are like, this is the guy who's telling me the truth. And so I don't, I mean, other than maybe the Malaysian flight thing, maybe there's some holdouts for Don Lemon and that thing, you know, who basically was committed to airing. Where's Bro, he's the, a quitter. He didn't, where's he's the not airing it. Yeah. Well, I mean, when your ratings are zero, you kind of sh- shift. Listen, if your ratings are zero, you have carte blanche. Go nuts because you <laughs> got nowhere to fall. Just go after it. Be wild. I yeah. wish he had done it. So, and I, I mean, well, let's wrap up with the thing you sent me this morning, where is uh, trust in media 2023. What news outlets do America's trust most for information, right? And you, you it was a Twitter post. I pulled up the actual article in here. Um, the Weather Channel. I mean, imagine that. Imagine the I fact. I mean, the, the, the weather, the we- meteorologists are the most ridiculed and critiqued profession i feel like for their job that everybody else would be like oh look i can see that it's sunny and cloudy so like there's only so much additional information you could possibly have and predicting and forecasting is the most uh, probably important in there and because you know the joke is they get 50 percent right and they're the the most trusted news source the weatherman amazing yeah crazy pbs is number two here the bbc wall street journal forbes um i don't know like I said, I do think that there is a crumbling of the, what we'll call mainstream media today, uh, corporate media, whatever you want to call it. Um, we talked about the uh, the blogger news, Vice and uh, uh, BuzzFeed news, both kind of collapsing within the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Maybe we'll have some of this, eventually, some of these news consolidations. Um, but, yeah. 
the Republicans are like conspiratorial now. It's wonderful. Because uh, literally, even on the Weather Channel, there are significantly less Republicans that trust the Weather Channel than Democrats. Well, I don't know why. Yeah. Global warming. That's oh, why. that's why. Yeah. Same with PBS. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, that's government, state government affiliated media, right? I mean, like my I said, there's a, there's, a, this... there's a drop in clearly in trust in these these mainstream medias, and uh, obviously the hope is that there will be independent media outlets to pick up these viewers and uh, readers of news who are falling away from uh, these cable news programs and uh, some of the uh, you know the upstarts in the in the 2010s there. Look, it's clearly a shift. Depending on how you want to look at this, yeah. you could look at this one of two ways, I think. I guess more, but it's all I can come up with. I'm not that smart. So, number one is Democrats are crazy. That's my biggest read on this of, like, the number of people, CNN and MSNBC, the idea that over 60% or close, over 50% of Democrats are like, yeah, we trust them. It's just is wild to me. But the flip side of that, the untrustworthy, obviously, the Democrats don't like Fox News. I'm not arguing that. They don't. There's a higher number of Democrats that trust InfoWars over Fox News. Like Those are the 9-11 peoples. What? Yeah. That's what they are. That's the, uh, that's the Bernie bro wing of the uh, 2016 Bernie bro 9-11 uh, truther group. All right. I'm just telling you. I can get on board with it, but I'm just saying, like, it. They should love Fox News because Tucker Carlson's the only one talking about Building 7. Yeah, I guess. That came after he left Fox News, though. I know. But anyway. But it's, so. I just find that to be very, very funny. And the the divide on, like, specifically CNN and MSNBC is... And uh, Listen, the only reason why I'm even bringing up this, I think, is because I'm trying to figure out how this is... Elections... Democracy only works when there's informed populace, right? And so we're talking about the news in a sense that people are getting informed through these outlets, whatever they are. And so to have a, what I want to call fair election, um, getting information from, you know, getting accurate information sh should lead to a more, uh, you know, a, an election reflective of the news. I don't think we have that right now. Um, and so I think where Tucker lands up, I think the distrust in media all matters to the 2024 election because I think there's just massive shift happening so close to the election. Like what, what will there be a, like a diffusion of uh, information? Um, you know, if, if Tucker's, you know, whatever, I can't imagine he's locked into his contract through 2025 or whatnot. I assume something happens. Um, but elections just can just be still won at CNN, MSNBC. You can still just put enough ads on those. You have the support of all the, uh, 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 you know, quote-unquote analysts and journalists there uh, for the Democrat Party I'm, I'm, I'm alluding to. So will there be enough time to... Circle the wagons for 2024. That's I guess, I guess basically that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like Tucker needs to land someplace quicker than later, and that's the only way it it kind of really matters. So, um, 
I just think people don't trust the media, and the people that do trust the media are putting too much trust in it. I don't, I don't even get Like, if I got interviewed for this, it would literally be no to every single one of them on this list, as far as I can tell. I'd probably rate InfoWars higher than the other ones, because at least I think Alex Jones is trying to get it right, as nuts as he is. Yeah. I'd go all over the place. Like, you know who I trust? Al Jazeera and InfoWars. Everybody else is gone. Throw in HuffPost just to screw with them. NPR shot themselves in the foot. Like what you were just talking about. When we talk about the 2020 election and the con job yeah. that was oh, okay. the yeah. 2020 election. No, I'm talking 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the Dominion voting machines. Not all that other stuff. Which, hey, look. Honest to God, if you researched it, because I haven't. So, yeah, if it turns out to be true, I got egg on my face. Because right now I'm not there. And I, I'm not living that life. Um, what was remarkable was the Hunter Biden laptop was the fact that if anything should have caused you to stop trusting in the FBI and in the major media companies across the board, it is the notion that the Hunter Biden laptop was in the possession of the FBI for over a year before it was publicly released, that Anthony Blinken was able to coerce the intelligence apparatus in this country, I'm sorry, not coerce, incentivize the intelligence apparatus in this country to come out and say all of the earmarks of Russian disinformation on a genuine and true laptop that belonged to Hunter Biden and had incredibly damning things on it for both Hunter and Joseph Biden. And the idea that they did all that, NPR, National Public Radio, came out and just said, no, we looked at it. There's no story there. How am I supposed to trust you? Like, explain to me why I should ever trust you when you came out and said that. Like, I saw it too, and I probably saw one-tenth of what you saw, and I knew full well, oh, that's real. That's yeah. a problem. And yeah. you had Tony Bobolinsky, You had Archer. Archer. What was a kid's name that was Hunter Biden's partner? Uh, Devin Archer. Devin Archer was there. Like, you had witnesses. You had evidence. You had everything. And you had the entire media landscape go... We don't want more Trump, so we'll just put this off till after the election. So the I, that's where I talk about the con job of the 2020 election. The idea that all these media companies, and if you're going to tell me they didn't work together and plan it out together, I'm going to tell you you're beyond naive in order to get one guy elected over another. Now, I've been on the record multiple times. I don't like either one of these people, but right is right and wrong is wrong. And with that, with that happened, that was wrong. And that is how they got... They conned the American public into Joe Biden, and they and they are sacrificing their credibility left, right, and center. And for me, the fall can't come fast enough. The pride is here. The fall is next. I can't wait for it. I'm going to have some popcorn. Yeah. So let's talk about 2024 real quick here. A couple things. I'm not sure how many people are paying attention to, you know, primary politics at this point in their lives they shouldn't be but since i play part-time politics i'm aware this is going on but did you know that it's a very likely very likely that joe biden will not even be on the ballot in iowa and new hampshire how um so the dnc has decided that iowa and new hampshire should not be the first in the nation uh whatevers and so they have put rules in place to ban all candidates from campaigning in New Hampshire. Um, and Joe Biden said he's going to abide by those rules. And therefore, and they said he can't even put their, uh, and you will not be on the ballot. You can't put up, do not put your name on the ballot. Do not campaign in either one of these states if they 
if they're going first. And now, just on a side note, New Hampshire actually has a law in their state books that says they have to be the first primary a week before everybody else. So whatever. So there's this pissing match, if you will, back and forth between New Hampshire specifically and the uh, DNC slash Biden campaign. And so, I mean, listen, Biden finished fifth in 2020. <laughs> In New Hampshire, he might finish worse, right? So he's not, well, he's not going to be on the ballot. There might be a writing campaign because whatever, but it's in all likelihood that. And listen, do their delegates matter in the grand scheme of things? Probably not, um, unless it becomes close somehow. But like they're you know they're small delegate states, but it just goes to show that you know there's a clear uh, uh, attempt by the DNC and the Joe Biden administration to basically keep him out of campaigning anywhere, right? Because, I mean, New Hampshire, basically, you'd be campaigning. I mean, there are people campaigning in New Hampshire on the Republican side now. Uh, RFK will be in New Hampshire. Marion Williamson has, I believe, been in New Hampshire. So these somebody else is going to win New Hampshire and mm-hmm. probably Iowa. Won't be Joe Biden. Very interesting to start off the race there. So I think that's uh, just something to pay attention to because it could give some uh, uh, momentum, steam to yeah. one of these uh one of these other things. But wh- one thing else I want to talk about in 2024, and obviously we've talked about Trump here. And so <clears throat> this is from Vox. I don't know where they list on the uh, trusted news source. I could probably pull it up for I got you. You talk, I'll look. I just tried to find it and it's not there. But anyway, so Vox, um, where am I? The, the thing disappeared on me. The courts are sending January 6th insurrectionists will answer for their crimes. So Proud Boys have been convicted of seditious acts. Oh, boy. But here's why I think that matters. I think that the fact that they were convicted of seditious acts means that they believe that there were seditious acts committed and that Trump is going to be, it's going to be used as a way to charge Trump for inciting seditious acts. Okay. Like, I think they're going to use this conviction as a way to tie that into a charge against Trump. What do you think? I mean, yeah, I think that that they want to do that desperately. They don't want to run against Trump, ironically enough. Clearly, right. They're, they're, They're doing everything they can to not run, not have Trump be the president again. Um, and I can point to some other, We'll get it. The next thing I'm going to talk about is that exact thing here. So, um, but at least four Proud Boys were, again, were uh, uh, seditious conspiracy. They were probably the only four Proud Boys in the place that were not actually informants for the <laughs> FBI. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were, actually. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so and now I think Trump is still the nominee. Like, I don't think they have... Uh, if they would have had something to get him, they yeah. would have already, it would already have come to light. Everybody's been looking. And so I still think he's the nominee. I, the, the, every day that DeSantis doesn't announce makes me think he's not going to announce. Um, his not gaining anything in the polls. He's losing uh, numbers in the polls. Um, he's polling. If you want to compare the RFK to Joe Biden, like RFK is polling higher than DeSantis in many polls, then, De- then DeSantis is versus Trump, right? So, you. like, if 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 DeSantis is a contender, then clearly RFK is a contender under the same premise. Um, so Tim Tim Pool from Timcast, yeah, whatever it is, made it made a great point. I read it. I watched something earlier today. We was like, uh, I think I'm going to support Trump in the next election, and I was 
I was a little surprised. I don't watch his show regularly, but I same thing. I, I see the pirated yeah, clips. Sure. And he said, because I think at this point, Trump wants revenge. He's just out for vengeance, and he's going to fire everybody if he gets in. Like, they're all going That's down, and he's going scorched earth this time. And I don't think DeSantis would do that, and I'm on Team Scorched Earth. And I thought, you know, that is compelling. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I listen. I told I, maybe I said this. What was it? Two or three episodes ago, where it's like I'm closer to voting for Trump than I've ever been in my whole life, and it's for that exact reason. Like I, unless he's just the greatest, you know, controlled opposition in the history of sure. controlled opposition, which is, you know, we live in 2023. It is clearly Anything's possible. Anything's possible. It, totally possible. Probably fifty-fifty. <laughs> and so, but I, the fifty where he's actually going in there scorched earth is the 50 that I have been looking for for 20 years. Right. So it. like I have been waiting for somebody who an RFK kind of has some of these, like I'm going to go scorched earth because I know, right. Like, so if I could get the real, if Trump is not controlled opposition and I get that 50 and I get RFK, like I want the, the, I, I've never thought that we were going to be able to undo anything. It's always going to collapse. And so I've been basically waiting for the collapse to happen. And so to let's let everybody know, hey, listen, we're, they were not getting out of this un, un, unscathed. And I, I hope scorched earth happens. And I've been rooting for scorched earth for so long that when it gets close, I'm like, ooh, I can taste it. And the RFK thing is just like gravy on top of that because, you know, he's going scorched earth. And so let me tie this in this uh, update to the Epstein uh, uh, thing together with okay. the Trump trying to burn Trump to the ground kind of thing. So I'm in billionaire Dem mega donor bankrolling Trump's accusers rape lawsuit visited Epstein's private island. LinkedIn founder Reed Hoffman sure has given millions of Democrats and visited the White House multiple times. He has been giving out grants, quote unquote, to people willing to sue Trump. Right. And so one of the one is currently ongoing right now. Uh, the where is she right here? E. Jean Carroll. He's bankrolling her lo her lawsuit. This I think there's closing arguments in this today. I've been following yeah, inner city is. press. Uh, so I don't know. I, I don't know what the jury, you know, who knows what the jury's going to uh, uh, decide there. But um, interesting note, I feel like. Is that this guy who, again, the LinkedIn founder uh, probably has some cash and he's decided, I mean, he's a billionaire. So he's sure. decided to do everything he can to keep Trump from being anywhere near the white house again. And this is a guy who's been to pedophile Island. Um, this Reed Hoffman guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, there is no, there's no, I mean, obviously he denies doing anything, you know, other than just, just meet, no, I'm like, I'm just trying to get some money like that. Everybody says, um, but so it, it I, all, it's all it's like everything is all together, right? It's, it's, there is no separation in any of these stories anymore. They almost all are the same story and they're just starting to figure out, or I said, I mean, I listen, I kind of been assuming this for years now that, but I think other people are really seeing that there's a, uh, it's all the same people. It's all yeah. the same people doing all everything. You're like, wait, wh why are we doing this? And you back, pull it back and you un un pull back the uh, layers of the onion, if you will. It's all the same people doing the things that you're like, what are we doing? Right. 
Why, why are we doing this? Yeah. And so, you know, again, this is something just kind of uh, revealed in the uh, Epstein calendar uh, uh, from Wall Street Journal here. So, you know, this guy was meeting with him in 2014, 2015. This is years after he was a known, you know, sex offender. They knew who Jeffrey Epstein was. Yeah. And he's going to uh, Little St. James. Like, uh, this, I guess, my thought is, let's say I was a billionaire. I'm an ice cream mogul. All right, I'm all connected. I got all this money, and they say, "Hey, there's this guy. He's got this island. He's well connected with all these, all these people. They want you to come out to the island and, and stay for a night or two. Like, all right, um, who else has been there? Like Bill Gates, this guy, this guy. Like, oh, um, yeah, whatever. I guess we can go there. And then they're like, one quick thing. Definitely took a plea deal on soliciting minors for prostitution. Like, oh." Oh, like a one-time thing? Well, Miners. like 285 accusers that they could find. Like, oh, okay, I think I'm going to sit this out. Like, well, 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 hang on. It's just, it's really nice. They want to do all this stuff for all this money, and they want to do all these good causes. It's like, okay, hey, not for nothing. What's the name of the island? Oh, it's called Little St. James. Oh, that's cute. Well, it's named after that, after a professor in a book who liked to diddle kids. Let me, let me read this. You know what? Yeah. Let's go to the island side. Let's book the floor. He has a jet. What's that called? The Lolita Express. Oh, great. Sounds great. I got to talk to this guy about science. And so here's, this is uh, uh, from this Fox News article. So it says Epstein, a financier, quote unquote, uh, also arranged for Hoffman to stay overnight in his townhouse when the LinkedIn founder was supposed to land late at night in New York in December 2014. According to the documents, Hoffman was scheduled to attend a breakfast party with Epstein and Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates, among others. Weird. Uh, of course they were. Bill Gates still regrets that dinner and that breakfast. And breakfast. everything in between, I'll bet. Uh, no, he doesn't regret that at nah, all. No, he doesn't regret the engine a little bit. No, he would do it all over again. Um, aye, aye, and aye. so, listen, I, I still feel it's it's hard for me, as much as I want the scorched earth again, uh, I want the Epstein client list, I want all this to be unveiled, I want the videos to come out. Like, it, it, there, there's so much stuff that you're like, that's going to do it. Like, there's no way th- this is it, right? And it's still not it. Crickets. Right? Crickets. And so... I want this Wall Street Journal revelation to be something more than uh, whatever, a limited hangout or controlled whatever. Um, It's, and I'm, listen, when new names come out, it's interesting to me because it just goes to show the tentacles of this dude. Um, Yeah, it's wild. It's crazy. And so, which leads us to our last story, which is maybe even crazier. Okay, let's do this. Yeah. What do we got? So I'm guessing you've, you're not familiar who Gail Luft is. I wasn't until a few weeks ago. Okay. So I became aware of him. I think it was like February. Maybe I have the, I don't know if I have the tweet pulled up here or not. Maybe I do. I'll pull it. If I, if I find it, I do. So he is a, uh, Israeli, uh, energy security expert. Okay. okay. Energy being like, you know, like natural gas kind of energy. And so he's missing, first of all, just to get the, out of the, uh, you know, get the punt, the, uh, on the punchline is not the right word, the, uh, the lead uh, out. He's missing at this point. 
Um, he, in February, tweeted out something to the effect of, I've been arrested in Cyprus, alleging I'm an arms dealer. He says, I'm not an arms dealer. Exactly what an arms dealer would say. 100%. Um, reminds me of uh, Norm MacDonald joke. And I, I can't remember it right now, but it's something to the effect of, um, you know, I'm not an alcoholic. Like, that's what all alcoholics say. Like, that's what all non-alcoholics say too, though. You know, it's like, <laughs> so anyway, to your point, um, I, I'm sure I butchered it, but I'm sure the people who know, know what I'm talking about. But anyway, this guy, Dr. Gail Luft, he's a scientist, professor, like well-respected, uh, seemingly, uh, I don't say about well-respected, but at least prominent figure. Like I right. watched, I put his name into YouTube just to, and there was, he has speeches all like long speeches at colleges. He's a guest on CNBC international. Like he's a well-known person. It's not like he's some obscure, you know, he is a man of some repute. Sure. Like he's out there. People, he's not, he's easy to find. Yeah. He as he has opinions. He wrote a book called de-dollarization about the, uh, uh, end of the U S dollar as a reserve currency. Weird. Was he cheering uh, for it or was he just warning? I mean, he's, I don't know if he was, I think he was warning of it. I don't know if he was cheering for, it. I haven't read the book. I just became aware of the book actually earlier today. So, but I found it interesting that he had wrote a book about obviously what we had already covered here a little bit, uh, over the last couple of months here. Um, so anyway, I guess my point is he's not a nobody, right? Like he's clearly has, um, a respected, uh, uh, opinions on energy and security. And, you know, he gets asked on for these financial shows to talk about whatever, um, he's being accused of, um, he's being accused of selling arms to both Libya and China. Probably not good, right? Bad, uh, bad takes on the, uh, uh if you're going to be an arms dealer, uh, probably not the, uh, the ones you want to be associated with. How do you, you sell guns to Libya? Who's in charge? Uh, that I don't know. All right. Fair um, enough. I, this is a U.S. thing. I mean, they also told us that the Russians blew up their po own pipeline. So who knows, <laughs> right? Um, it's fair. So let me get this switched over here. Here we go. So, so Zero Hedge wrote this article uh, today. Came out at 2 a.m. in the morning. Um, Israeli whistleblower with info on Biden corruption disappears in Cyprus after saying Biden regime wants to bury him. So that quote came from his lawyer. Uh, so... When did you say, uh, I don't have to give me the exact date, but about a year you said uh, Hunter Biden laptop was known to the FBI? Uh, 2000, that was before that, it was before the election, 2019. Luft reportedly told the FBI in 2019 that the Bidens informed a Chinese energy executive that he was a target of a federal investigation, allowing him to flee the country before he could be arrested. So this guy, Gail Luft, Dr. Gail Luft, Gal Luft, whatever his name, how you pronounce his first name, the missing, now missing Gal Luft, alleged arms dealer. Um, reportedly went to the DOJ, Yep, had an 18 hour in, uh, interview. Come on. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it was split up over to them. They said they interviewed him for 18 hours here. Yikes. And crickets. Nothing ever happened. Weird. So I, listen, if you're a, if you are an arms dealer. Sure. Uh, I'm guessing you're going to try to throw countermeasures as well and be like, try to, you know, like, whoa, I'm not an arms dealer, like you said. And then you're going to try to throw something else out there. And I have stuff on Joe Biden. That's why, right? So I could see why, and, you know, the assertion of, if people who are discrediting his claim are basically saying, well, why didn't he come forward? And I'm like, I think he did come forward in 2019 sure and did. we didn't hear anything. So, and let me, let, let me find this here. So, 
Oh, good. So here's the uh, the tweet that I have that I found. So this is Gail Luft. This is February 18th, 2023. Yeah. So almost th- th- three months ago-ish. Two and a half, whatever it is. I've been arrested in Cyprus on a politically motivated extradition request by the U.S. The U.S. claiming I am an arms dealer. It would be funny if it weren't tragic. I have never been an arms dealer. DOJ is trying to bury me to protect Joe, Jim, Hunter, and Biden. Shall I name names? So he's clearly threatening the Biden uh, and the DOJ with, uh, I'm going to come clean. I'm guessing if you threaten the DOJ with coming clean, that they're, and they, and all what he said is true, that uh, they're going to try to stop you. And so at that point, you should have just named names as opposed to threatening to name names. Now, his lawyer, who is still not missing. um, Yet. Yet. uh, Has basically said, you know, Dr. Luft is a whistleblower. Uh, he should be having these protections. Uh, he was there for the interview with the DOJ. Right. Like he's he's making the case that, hey, you know, well, anyway, so he paid, this dude gets arrested. He pays $165,000 uh, bail and disappears. So listen, maybe he's disappearing on purpose because he doesn't want to get, you know, suicided. Um, and so I don't know. This seems like a, a big deal. So there's a, there's, there's a bunch of things to go to go along with this here. So think tank executive provided explosive info to FBI about Hunter Biden Chinese deals. So that's the, there's no way Hunter Biden could claim ignorance to acknowledge of this guy. They were both working with CFC. And they're both world-renowned energy experts. Clearly. They clearly have international had international experts. In, and in so the field of energy. there's this, there's no way, again, there's no way that Hunter Biden could be like, I don't know who this guy is. They're basically working for the same CEFC. Um, They're basically and, co-workers. All right. Let's yeah, just... and, listen, and this guy outlined all the stuff that we found out in the Bobolinsky stuff, basically saying that uh, Hunter Biden was getting paid $100,000 a month for this. Uh, they paid him $4.9 million. Some of this money went to the Biden family. Some of this went to Jim Biden. Some of this the guy whatever's. that he tipped off that the FBI was coming after him gave him a million dollars. Yeah. And no, so that's in the article. That did happen. I'm not, I'm not just shooting that out. <laughs> that, that happened. And so, let me pull up some of these other articles here because they all have a. Um, so here's the uh, Israeli weapons trade suspect, Gal Luft, gone missing. Well, that is an arms dealer if I've ever seen one. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what they look like really, but. I don't either. Um, this is where I, I th- it gets interesting for me here. Hunter Biden used FBI mole named One Eye. Awesome. To tip him off on the China probes. Did you see the opening? the thumbnail for our video today no damn it i'm sorry um i'll find it let me pull it up again here i can do it okay bear with me we are not going off the air but i'm just going to show can you see this guy i see (laughs) that's louis free former fbi director louis free does is he winking I don't know. He only has, looks like he, I mean, I've seen other pictures where he has two eyes, but what is this? Well, I don't know. You so maybe he picture. has a lazy eye or something that every, that slips on him or once, every once in a while. I don't know the, the history of that, he might be but winking. that's a picture of Louis Free. You know, he could be winking. Why would he be winking or at the camera? Or maybe he got, he got the, the jab and that's like what happened to Katy Perry where her eyes stopped working for a few minutes. You don't know. Uh, I guess that's possible. That was Justin Bieber. His whole face doesn't work. Is that so Hunter Biden used FBI mole named One Eye to tip him off on the China probe. So this is this is the guy. Let's connect some the dots, ladies and gentlemen. Louis F and Free. 
I love so, how exasperated you are right now. He's such a terrible person. I'm definitely getting killed by this dude. So he was part of the Epstein negotiation. Oh, God. Uh, he was hired by Alan Dershowitz to investigate the claims of Virginia Jeffrey. And he found, guess what? I think I have the article. Investigation by former FBI director Louis Free concludes that the totality of the evidence refutes allegations made against Professor Dershowitz. He found nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Old one eye. And so, let me just bring up Louis Free here. Here he's got two eyes. Ex-FBI chief gave 100K to Biden Grandkid Trust as he sought future work, quote-unquote, Hunter emails. So, when Gail Luft says that an FBI, you know, an FBI mole uh, alerted Hunter Biden to the investigation uh, being conducted by him. One eye, and I find this picture of Louis Free with one eye and all the connections here with the Biden family. It's this dude. Like, this is the guy. So it, and his track record of being a despicable human being, you know, precedes himself. So like, it's, he has no like built-in ethical fortitude that I could pull off of this dude's a scumbag and basically is part of the problem. I believe that, uh, he probably is, uh, influential keeping the Hunter Biden laptop story from ever reaching any investigation. And it's all incestuous. It's all, they're all, it's all the same effing people, Mr. Hughesong. Over and over and over and, and over. over. So again, Here's a Romanian tycoon hired Hunter Biden, ex-FBI chief, to help him avoid emails or help him avoid jail, says in the Hunter emails. So this dude is not like, he is intimately involved with this whole operation here and clearly has been paid handsomely to do so. So I'm trying to see if he has an eye injury. Who, Louis Free? Yeah. Okay, good. No, if you can find something, do some investigative journalism. It definitely looks like he has something after his car accident in 2015 that he has an eye problem. Okay, well, that makes sense. But I can't I can't confirm that yet, I wish so the, don't uh, run with it. I wish the Vermont roads were even less safe than that, so I'm just saying. Wow. Yeah. It's aggressive. The world would be a better place without this dude on it, <laughs> pretty sure. So anyway, I, I feel like... Again, I wanted to bring this up kind of again a couple months ago when I saw that tweet, but the fact that now he's uh, nowhere to be found, I feel like is a good time to uh, bring it up. And I don't know if any of this claims are real, but the fact that they covered up the whole Hunter Biden thing and that turned out to be real, I don't think there's any reason why we can't cover this and see what happens. All right. Gal Luft. Who Gail and where Luft. is he? Um, I, you going to start that he didn't kill himself? You want to get that trending? Uh, it's probably already out there. I mean, I would almost... Assuredly, it, uh, if you did a hashtag, Gail Luff didn't kill himself, there's probably more than once. So, All right, fair enough. Anyway, on that note, anything else you want to follow up on Dr. Gail Luft? Maybe we'll, uh, I don't know, where's where's Gail? It'll be like a... Uh, a well, we got to follow up. Shit. We got to try to find out where this guy is. Obviously. I'm guessing it's getting a lot of attention the last couple of days here, so I'm guessing that uh, you know, if he's in hiding, if you will, that maybe he'll leak that you know, through a lawyer or whatnot, but, you know. Who the hell knows at this point? Seriously. This but is weird. We live in an odd time. It's only going to get worse and odder. So, like anyway. the amount of connections between Epstein Island with FBI and with people that are now surrounding the FBI and the Bunter, Bunter, good Lord, 
And the Hunter Biden stuff is just wild of how much direct evidence there is of just blatant self-dealing corruption. And again, I'm going to guess tax evasion if you want an actual crime to be listed. But the idea that nobody's interested in this is interesting. Yeah, well. We're interested here at we Sports are. Clicks and Politics because this is what we do. We're going to we keep about, digging. We talk about the interesting stuff that nobody else seems to cover. So, anyway, on that note, yeah, I'll ask everybody again to like and share the video. Um, please subscribe to the channel. Helps us out a lot. Helps us with the algorithms. And uh, rate and uh, give us a five-star rate and review if you're uh, listening to us on the podcast service. So, Mr. Hughesong, anything you'd like to leave the folks with for uh, another week? No. Have fun. Be good. Touch grass. Touch grass. On that note, I am Sean Hannon. And for Ben Hughesung, we'll see you all again next Monday.